Now, frequently, uh, people do try to improve themselves. Usually not, obviously. The status quo appears to be that we uh, remain as we are throughout our life after uh, uh, maturing minimally, and, and, and then things cease. Whether it's at 14 years old for some, 20 for others, but generally we stop and there's absolutely no movement uh, of any intelligible sort. And consequently, we say, for example, we may know, right, we see a relative once a year, maybe for a holiday, and the relative maybe isn't uh, the most outstanding individual, and yet he or she is the same one year, another year, another year, year after year after year. One would think, right, you were enraged uh, easily uh, and, and always blabbering and always uh, talking nonsense and always hateful and angry five years ago, ten years ago. What about now? Why haven't you changed? We don't. We stop completely. But some people do um, try to, quote, unquote, work on, on themselves. But uh, also, it usually doesn't turn out too good. And one of the reasons might be that we cannot, how do we put it? We cannot sell ourselves uh, and betray uh, the, the pursuit of truth for some or another stated objective. Meaning, if we say right now, right, uh, we don't know anything, we're not uh, doing anything, and we say right now, I want to be happy, that seems like a desirable goal, and then we begin to do things or not do things in order to be happy, we won't be happy. We will not truly advance ourselves, even it might appear that way. We, we might have really changed our lifestyle. I'm doing things in order to, to take care of me, to self-care, to really look out for my emotions. But because we said, I want to be happy instead of, I want the truth, we're not going to be happy, right? We may say, I want to really uh, grow and, and develop and, and attain self-knowledge, right? And things like this. We won't. Why? Because we said that's what we want. We want self-knowledge. We didn't say we want the truth. We said we want a specific thing. I saw in a video, I read in a book that it's great to know yourself, to uh, integrate your personality, to do this and that. And now that's what I'm doing. So I'm not pursuing the truth. I'm pursuing some kind of objective that may or may not be at the expense of the truth. Right? I, I, I want to attain a greater peace of mind or I want to attain knowledge, right? So then that's what, what, what we're pursuing. We're not pursuing uh, uh, the truth, which may or may not lead us to there. So what's the alternative to this? We would say it is to set our objective at only one thing, not happiness, not knowledge, not self-knowledge, nothing like that, not peace of mind, nothing like that. It would say only one objective, and that is truth. Now, what do we mean by the term truth? Do we mean something that we turn to uh, out of our weakness in order to <laughs> right, appease ourselves and then say it's the truth, as we frequently do. It's the truth that uh, the, the conspiracy, this, that, no. So we would say here that term might best refer to uh, a, a clarity of thought. Right? When we can see with our physical eyes, uh, uh, we can see, not all of us obviously can, but when we can, we see what we see. And, and uh, insofar as it concerns making further predictions as to experience, we it, we may not be accurate. For example, we think we see a house, but really it's one of those staging houses for a, a Hollywood or, or Bollywood or whatnot set, right? But where we think we see, um, uh, we think in the distance we see uh, a person, but really it's a rock, right? But that's because we're making a prediction as to future experiences. I'll get closer to this image and I'll see a person. But I got closer, I saw a rock. I'll enter through the door 
of this uh, image here of what I call a house. I'm going to enter into a house, but I enter and it's flat. I don't, I don't see anything there. Right? Empty space. And so it's because of that. But if we were to stick to describing directly what we see with our physical eyes, where exactly is the opportunity to say it's not true? Meaning, if we picked out the appropriate terms to depict the experiences that we have as precisely as we have them, without making any further, uh, more complicated uh, claims. So, for example, if we were to really stick to it, we would have to um, make all of our speech much more complicated, right? Because we see, uh, uh, we say that there's a car over there. Technically speaking, we would say it's a sight of a car. We can't absolutely rule out a priori that it's not a hologram, that we're not hallucinating, and things like this. But as for seeing the sight, a given sight. That it, the, in English, the term for it is car, we can say that accurately. Right? Again, if we're honest, if we're describing our experience, right, uh, we can, um, you know, look up at, at the sky and technically would say, I'm seeing a sight that I call the sky because who knows, maybe I'm, um, uh, maybe I'm, I'm uh, again, I fell asleep, maybe it's a dream. Maybe it's not really the sky. Maybe it was, I'm hallucinating, whatever the case may be. But if we're describing strictly what we see, we are and are experiencing. Also, obviously, that would apply for for given smells. If we directly pick a word to describe a smell that we are having, a given touch, a sensation that we are directly having, a given sound that we are hearing, at least describing it in the way that we do hear it. So basically, we pick out the appropriate terminology to describe experiences that we do have. We would say, excuse me, maybe there's still some. Yeah complexities and there's an interesting kind of apparently reciprocal relationship between uh, terminology and experience which kind of the, the things feed back uh, into each other we can say so for instance uh, we can say um, we're looking at a, a bunch of colors and we pick a word to describe the color and now we're perceiving and maybe if we picked a slightly different word we would have we would have already, our mind would have been set to see a somewhat different color. Right? So there's some complexities, arguably. But if we're very honest and scrupulous with what we say, we can, for all intents and purposes, be confident that we can describe uh, with the correct words the, the truth of our direct sensory experience. Now, we would say that the same thing uh, applies then in principle, or as a, as a matter at least of, of analogy and metaphor, the same thing applies to the truth that is not strictly sensory, right? Meaning, if we uh, use our eyes or physicalize our eyeballs as an analogy, as a metaphor, we might say that we have, quote-unquote, intellectual eyes, meaning we can describe something that we, quote-unquote, perceive, but intellectually, mentally, to so say, as opposed to with our eyeballs. So, for example, we ask a person that is an expert in in, in wine tasting, for instance, right? The person is an expert in, in wine tasting. Here she has spent many decades, let's say, in, in the business. So now we, we ask the person to discuss wine. So what is the person doing? Is the person simply view, uh, describing a site? Like there's the, the, the site. No, right? Maybe as a starting starting point, but, but that's not it, right? Is the person simply saying random words? No, the person has an intellectual vision concerning this field uh, of wine. All the, the complexities, the taste and the, um, uh, what is it, the age, the, the barrel, different barrels, different grapes, different regions, all these kinds of things that the person is combining experience, uh, theory, 
knowledge, all these kinds of things. The person is seeing it, quote unquote, and then describing their sight. And if the person is honest, then they will. That, that's the. There's a good chance that they're going to say speak the truth, meaning a description of real experience, as opposed to, to something other, which we, we want to get to. And or, for example, a person is. Uh, um, an, an expert in, in their neighborhood. They, they know every little street, every little alley. So you ask a person to describe a given part of the neighborhood. It's the same thing. The person is using their intellectual eye to describe what they see, quote-unquote. Right? They're, they're here where they're visualizing. It's a little bit simpler, maybe. Here, there's this the street. If you make a left, you're going to see a tree. If you make a right, you're going to see a house. Yada, yada. Right? Or, uh, obviously, this would apply for more complicated things. We see people that uh, are experts in, in complicated areas. Uh, maybe uh, human psychology or political science or any any field really at all. A, a, a real expert isn't simply regurgitating words. A real expert has formed an inner conception of these things, just like outer. We, we again we build a house and we see it. A person has built a house of concepts and ideas and experience, all interrelated in certain ways, and this and that. And then a person sees it. They see what it is that they're talking about. To so say, to use that. Analogy, and if the the words are chosen carefully and appropriately, it can there there can be a high degree of truth. For, again, forgiving errors and or setting aside errors and and, and slip ups and and things like this, and also incorrect interrelations. Uh, right? So I would say that is that's the ideal to to have sight physically, and as it concerns our senses, and to have sight intellectually. But the problem, of course, is that uh, to develop intellectual sight, we need character. We need uh, a basis of of some kind of some kind of integrity. Why? Because number one, what is it that we're doing all the time? We are pursuing our desires. We are pursuing the fulfillment of uh, uh, our uh, immediate aspirations. So, for example, I want to get this last TV. I want to merge it into traffic first. I want to I want customer service. Excuse me. To give me a break on this overdraft fee, because and consequently, I'm willing to say that you know my my internet was down or something. Is I'm constantly wanting something, and this obviously doesn't cease when it comes to quote unquote matters of the intellect, meaning not like academic things, but things that are other than strictly food and water. Right? Again, I want to discuss a relationship. I want to discuss the political situation. I want to discuss the meaning of life. Whatever the case may be, I'm right. It doesn't cease, and normally. Our will is just as much in uh, the, these things as in anywhere else. And consequently, the last thing that we're trying to do is, is, is we are trying to see what, what, what the reality is. We don't even necessarily have any kind of reality inside other than the animal reality. And what we're simply doing is we're connecting words by association for our given purpose. For example, we want to win an argument and then somehow we pick out the words uh, that, that we feel will contribute to us winning. Or we just pound the table or just scream or just repeat the same thing or just don't listen and so forth and so on. So we see that in order to be able to communicate in a human way, it requires integrity. It, it requires some desire for truth. Some desire, at least, to clarify something, to see something. person, again, doesn't have this desire. There's no communicating with them. There's nothing you can say to a person such as this because 
unlike physically where the person is, is being a, a punk, give the person a little slap, a little push, something like this. You can physically control them. Intellectually, a person can choose not to listen. A person literally can close their ears or can scream and yell, but uh, otherwise a person can just not process what's being said to them. You give a person a given argument, no, I don't understand, and and, and on with something else. You uh, rephrase it, I don't understand. Why? Because there's no desire to understand. We're willing, uh, we're applying our will, our animalistic stubbornness, uh, <laughs> our creaturely vanity, we're applying it to areas of intellect, and consequently, obviously, there's no going forward there. So the original point was that we have to aspire to truth as opposed, if we want to truly improve ourselves, as opposed to any given objective such as happiness or such as, um, you know, whatever else, else we may say. And here we define truth a little bit. We said that uh, uh, truth can be called, uh, we can say sensory truth, which is, again, I see the sky is the correct statement to make if I'm looking up. I see a tree, I see a car, yada, yada, or at least the sight, right, if we want to get really specific. But uh, uh, in a broader way, we would say uh, uh, truth would be the development of inner realities and, and, the, and de the development of the capacity to see, quote unquote, these inner realities, which can get very, very complicated and can encompass so, so many things, right? And, um, that would be the idea, and that is what we would then shoot for. How do I clarify as much of reality as possible? Hopefully, that starts with a kind of a, an applicable foundation. If I simply, or a, a foundation that, that has to do with, with um, me as, as a moral agent, as a rational being, because if I skip ahead and I try to clarify as much of reality as possible concerning, say, something political, right, or something uh, very complicated, then I, I still haven't refined myself. I haven't created that base, so I'm just going to be doing the same thing. I'm not going to be able to clarify anything, and I can study a subject my whole life. I can publish papers, write books, I can do anything, but if I haven't removed myself in this willful way from my investigations, I will have never developed that sight. I will be juggling words. I will be associating one word, word, word excuse me, with another word based on my perceived objectives based on my desires and things like this. So we would say we, we try to develop that vision there concerning ourself. We try to, uh, excuse me, um, see a little bit things to do with our own self. Uh, we try to right our wrongs. We try to uh, bring to mind uh, any areas where we need to kind of uh, correct ourselves. For example, returning stolen money, stolen goods making reparations, apologizing to people, things like this. We can't tuck it away. Otherwise, we'll never be able to develop any kind of intellectual sight, obviously. So we do that. But the goal, again, is always truth. It's nothing specific. It's not like I want self-knowledge as opposed to truth, right? I want love as opposed to truth. I want happiness as opposed to truth. No, I should say I want truth. I want to, again, to offer the less dramatic but more kind of accurate uh, description. I want to clarify as much content as possible and see it and see it and then if a side effect of that is is love if a side effect of that is happiness if side effect of that is self-knowledge side effect of that is is peace uh, inner peace outer peace whatever the case may be then that's great right if that's a desirable thing that's great but it may not be it may be not love it may be not happiness and if that's the the truth well, then that's the truth. Good news is we, we don't really have grounds to suppose that if we really truly attain to the truth, we won't have some, some love and some peace and some happiness. But even if that was so, that would be so. And again, sometimes uh, we try to clarify, say, uh, matters concerning the world. And we already have a, a preset objective, peace. There has to be peace. Right? I don't care about what is the truth. 
I care about having peace. Can, can, can real peace ever occur under those circumstances? No, of course not. Because real peace comes from reality, comes from truth. Right? We figured out, for example, that 2 plus 2 is 4. Nobody's fighting wars over the, how much 2 plus 2 is. Right? We figured out that um, we need to uh, eat and breathe and things like this in order to live. And people aren't saying, no, you sh- we shouldn't eat. We shouldn't breathe. We shouldn't. I see the supply of, of food and maybe clean oxygen is a different matter, but the, the, the do it itself. Right? So we see. When we clarify the truth, peace is a natural outcome. But if we shoot for peace as opposed to truth, we're never going to get real peace. And we won't get the truth. For example, um, you know, one person says uh, 2 plus 2 is, is 4. Another says it's 5. Another says it's 6. And the other, then the other person comes along and says, we just need peace. Don't worry about what 2 plus 2 is. Just let's all get along and be peaceful and love each other and, and have happiness, right? And, and all these kinds of things. Can that can that occur? No, because it's not going to change anybody's mind. And the, it's just going to be repressed temporarily. There's going to be a, what's it called? A ceasefire in the argument here as to what two and two is. But it's not going to go away. And eventually, the the, it'll, the, the the seeds of insurrection will spring up and the people will clash. And if not them, then their kids or their kids and so forth. So there never ever be peace and there will never ever be truth if we shoot for peace. And the same thing, obviously, for love. We shoot for love, there will never be love and there won't be truth. We shoot for happiness, we'll never have happiness and we won't have the truth. So that's really the bottom line. We shoot for truth. We don't worry about our happiness. We don't worry about our love, anything like any of these uh, uh, catchphrases that sound appealing. We don't aspire to that. We don't even aspire to, again, self-knowledge or, or as opposed to something else or uh, anything like that. We shoot for the maximal possible clarity uh, concerning uh, as many things as possible, starting, again, from the things that are most applicable to us. That is true, <laughs> I would say. Uh, and then we go from there. So that's the idea. Let's do it. Thank you for listening.